0: Love Talk Radio. This is the National Premier Soccer League Show hosted by Daniel Feuerstein, the show dedicated to the NPSL club and the fans. Your host, Daniel Feuerstein. Good evening, NPSL fans. Welcome back to the Feuerstein Fire American Soccer Show for your NPSL, the National Premier Soccer League show, as we get ready for this weekend. And this weekend is big. It's huge. It's unbelievable. We are already there. The national championship of the National Premier Soccer League as the Denton Diablos of Denton, Texas, takes on and hosts Tulsa Athletic of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this one is ready to go. I don't have to say anything. It's already lit. It's already a big moment here in Denton, Texas. It's just amazing to see what is going to happen this weekend as Denton will take on Tulsa. You can go and probably watch this on uh, the streaming platform through the NPSL website. Uh, You can probably go to Mike Cujo. It's probably going to be broadcasted on there as well, and it should be a lot of fun. It should be exciting, and I cannot wait. You know, I I have to say that I have good rapport ...with the owners of both clubs. You know, you love the passion for the game from these two men, the owners of the club. Sonny Sandro, and Damon Goepner, you know, these guys want to go out there and perform basically at the highest level wherever they can. And they have proven it not just by words and not just by their passion but they're proving it by putting their own necks on the line to have a club in the NPSL and to go for glory. What a trip, what rounds that both sides had to go through just to get to this championship final. You know, I want to I want to reminisce a little bit here for myself if you don't mind here. Obviously, when I was asked to cover The NPSL final between the Miami FC, at the time it was a two club, but, you know, in reality it was really their one club, but that's neither here nor there, and I don't want to get into the schematics of it. Uh, Taking on Morristown's club, FC Motown, Morristown, New Jersey. And when I was asked to cover the the final, um, it was basically an honor and a pleasure. I enjoyed myself, and where was I? On the pitch, actually, Uh, by the stands while both clubs are on the far side of the field. (coughs) Excuse me. And to watch that final on the pitch was unbelievable. And at the same time, incredible because of several former New York Red Bull players representing both sides. Dilly Duca for FC Motown, uh, Johnny Steele, For the Miami FC, it was really a lot of fun, and it was enjoyable, and I was just so happy to get an opportunity to cover a championship final that I have never done in either MLS, USL, NISA, PDL, which is now USL League 2, now of course there's USL League 1. This, my friends, is what it's all about. To have this opportunity to talk to all these players, the managers, hopefully the owners, and to have them celebrate a fantastic year of the National Premier Soccer League has been – it's been wonderful. It's just been fantastic to have this season. And let me just say this. Battling – the coronavirus. And I understand we're all watching the news. Now it's the Delta variant. It's mutated. And hopefully it won't be as bad as coronavirus. And hopefully maybe uh, the strength of it is not as strong as the coronavirus was. But let me just say this, is that, you know, getting through an entire season to get through this situation. You must applaud not just all the clubs that were able to play. Obviously not some of the clubs were able to play due because of the location they were in, mostly on the West Coast, the California coast. They were told no soccer. They they, they didn't get an opportunity to play at all. Uh, Tough thing for them, and I feel for them, of course. Um, And hopefully they'll be able to go out. And find uh, a way for next season uh, to get back into the swing of things. We'll see what happens. But for every other club that was a part of this, this season, in the East region, in the Midwest region, in the South region, and some of these conferences that are normally in the Midwest region or in the South – they were considered west give them a round of applause not just for participating and competing but just to have an inkling of what needs to be done to keep everybody safe and everybody healthy playing in this 2021 season you know not every other club was let's just say um lucky to be playing in this 2021 season i bet there's been a couple of players here and there i bet there's been managers here and there that were affected by the coronavirus this thing sneaks up on you now gratefully you know thankfully for myself i didn't i'm not i'm i have never been um affected by it i am fully vaccinated i've gotten my two shots of Pfizer so I'm good to go I'm, I'm, and I'm, once again I'm not here to tease anybody about this if you're able to get it good for you if you're not able to get it you know what stay calm you'll be getting it soon if you have an autoimmune deficiencies or anything like that and you don't trust and at the moment you know you don't trust anyone or you don't trust these vaccines look it's up to you how you want to call it it's not my call I will not force anybody to take something they don't want to take That's just me. But I have to say this. I I have to say that what we have all gone through this season, and that includes not just in the NPSL. That includes all the professional leagues and the amateur leagues in American soccer. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. Um, Excuse me about that. Sorry about that. It doesn't matter what level of soccer you are in the United States. Professional level, minor league professional, amateur level, semi-professional level. It does not matter. Okay? We are all in this together. And for what everyone has done in the National Premier Soccer League to have a healthy regular season, healthy playoffs. And now you have this championship final getting ready to be played this weekend down in Denton, Texas. This is just incredible. And I am grateful. To be a part of this ride, I really am. I'm very grateful to be a part of this ride, for this NPSL soccer show. This has been a very good season. Trying um, to watch as many games as I can, if if it's able to. I mean, I'm going through certain things myself, but that's okay. But once again, it, it, it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful, that we are able to have at least a season, a regular season, a playoffs. And now we're down to the championship final, and it's going to be between these two sides. And I expect an all-out war. I expect to see passes being done, hard tackles being delivered, big time saves by both keepers. We're going to definitely have goals. We'll have to see what's going to happen. We'll wait and see what's going to happen. And the hope is... That this whole thing ends in regulation. We don't go to extra time and we don't go to penalties. That's the hope that we don't get there. I hope we don't get there. I hope we get a great match in regulation. But if it does happen, we go into extra time and also into penalties, then so be it. So be it. Because these clubs have fought hard, doing well, getting the opportunities to go out. And perform at the highest level possible. And hopefully some of these players can move forward and move on to the higher levels and the higher uh, leagues and the higher divisions of American soccer. We'll have to wait and see. But once again, give plenty of credit to the two men that are owning these clubs. Of course, Sonny Fondro for Tulsa and Damon Gochner for Denton. And hopefully, hopefully, these two sides, which I have no reason why it won't happen, but we are going to go back to a regular situation in the U.S. Open Cup. And hopefully those two clubs will represent the league very well. Denton had their opportunity in 2020. Unfortunately, with the pandemic, it knocked out their opportunity. So in some ways, this will be, even though probably the second time is the charm for Denton, they're going to go out and they're finally going to have a match. We don't know who will be their opponents, obviously, but we all know this. Open Cup qualifying will begin in September. The designation of spots for the first round of qualifying for the 2022 Open Cup will be displayed in August. And then the first round matches will begin in September. And then we move on and on and on until we get those spots filled and quoted. So it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait for the, uh, a full season of the Open Cup being played finally in 2022 after, after, after. Two seasons of the Open Cup being canceled due to this pandemic. It has been rough. It's been difficult and hard. But obvi- but honestly, let me just say this. This, my friends, is going to be probably one of the best finals we'll probably ever see. Oklahoma... Not far away from Texas, in the northern end of Texas, but I have to say, this is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Personally, cannot wait to watch this happen. I personally cannot wait to see how this will happen. I personally believe we are going to have a lot of fun here. We're going to have a lot of fun with this final. It's going to be tremendous. It's going to be awesome. And you know what? Let's get it on. We're going to get this baby going. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. And I know you guys cannot wait. And I also know, I also know that the fans in Tulsa, Oklahoma, (coughs) excuse me, and the fans in Denton, Texas, they cannot wait either. This is going to be amazing, and amazing it is to see the distance. It, it, at least it's a four-hour drive, a four-hour drive to go from Tulsa, Oklahoma, all the way down to Denton, Texas. All you got to do is hit on Interstate 44, head over to and pass Oklahoma City, Head on south, and Denton is right there just outside of Plano. If you're going to fly it, it's an hour and 15 minutes. So it's up to you if you want to do the bus ride, car ride, or if you just want to fly it down, that's good too. It's going to be a tremendous final. Once again, the NPSL Soccer Show. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, like I said already, I think we can all have a, a lot of fun here. I know I will. And all you can say is a cup, the trophy, hardware is on the line. It's going to be amazing. I personally cannot wait. It's going to be amazing and I know for a fact we're going to have some fun we're going to have some fun we're going to uh, get this party going the right way and ladies and gentlemen this, this my friends you will not miss it at all you will not miss it at all It's going to be tons of fun, exciting, and new. And we're going to have some fun here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get it on. It is time to get it on. It's time to get ready for this final. And we are going to have some fun here. and get ready for some fireworks. So let's go ahead and bring on the uh, first guest, and that is the owner of Tulsa Athletic Restaurant Tour. I bet there's a special on the menu right now. It is Mr. Sonny Delsandro, owner. Of the Tulsa Athletics, honey. Good evening, and congratulations on reaching the final. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. We don't do special. I've been serving the same nine things on my menu for about thir- for about 30 years. But uh, no, things things are great. Things are great. I'm actually in the car right now, driving down. I've got um, the Oral Roberts assistant coach Mike Curdy next to me, who's been a former uh, assistant at the club as well. So. Yeah, things are great. Everyone's excited. Everyone feels good. We're looking forward to the uh, looking forward to the final tomorrow. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm doing great. Um, it's very exciting to uh, have uh, you heading down there. Of course, you know, like I said already, uh, passionate fan of this game. Passionate for Tulsa soccer, especially in Oklahoma. Um, This is what you were expecting, weren't you? This is the situation you wanted to put your club into, a championship final, a big-time championship final against a team from Texas. We all know the history of these two states, neighbors, enemies, frenemies, everything included. How important is this for, uh, for not just for you and your family, but for this club that you love so
1: much? yeah a little little red river rival we actually just passed over the right the red river as we speak um yeah it's 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 important um you know i i don't know that it's you don't want to call this the culmination of 9 9 years old because after the game the club still exists we you know we we move forward but it's nice um you know, it, it's, it's one of those things, it's nice when you see all the people who who invested their time, uh, their effort into growing something to, to be kind of given that, that reward. So, tomorrow's going to be really special. Um, you know, for us, look, we've been on the road a couple of times now. Like, I I don't think it's a, a massive amount of pressure. I think the boys are just going to go out there, enjoy their 90 minutes, and, and, uh, and, and show what our family's made of. So... Yeah, everyone's locked in. We got a good game plan. I think we'll be able to go and and um, you know implement that. And I, I think that it's going to be, you know, as for the neutral fan, I think it's going to be a really fun, fun game to watch. Denton have a bunch of really, really good, crafty players. They score a lot of goals, uh, which is going to be entertaining. We played against several of their guys before in the, in the in the past, but yeah, for for the club, it's it, you know it's special. The, this league is so big. So I mean, you can be the best team in the league and. Still, so many things have to go right for you to reach reach the final, and you know we're we're here and we're we're going to try and take our chance tomorrow. So, yeah, looking forward to it.
0: I want to talk about you know this road that you had to take. I mean, you know, as I've always said, it doesn't matter who's in front of you. The regular season, even even in the playoffs, you know, every opponent is going to be tough. This league shows right off the bat. You've got to face an opponent that is going for you. They're gunning for you. They want to knock you off your perch. And you've had a very good season so far, and, you know, you've made it this far. And, you know, how exciting are some of your players that have this opportunity to go out and actually win you uh, a championship, probably for the first time in a long time?
1: Yeah, so let, let me unpack that a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think one when we first came in this league in 2013, there wasn't parity in the league like there is now. Like we would have, we would know they were soft games. We would know that like guys were going to be getting minutes that were maybe some fringe players. And we could start lives. Like it's not really like that anymore. So because that parody has improved and there's the, you know, it's such a competitive league now, uh, it, it's difficult. Um, You know, to carry on through these playoffs. But we have, we do, we've had, we have a a little core group of guys that have been around for, for a few years now. And in, in, in 2019, really, really exceptional team. And we ran into a pro team, basically. We, we ran into, you know, Miami FC who are now in USL and they had all NASL guys that were still under contract. And to be honest with you, we gave them hell for an hour we were up one nil at about the 55 minute mark and we gave him hell for all 90 minutes we just never we never quit so we ran into a side there that was you know some experienced professionals and now that the league has kind of cleared the the path and there's no no professional teams operating in the league this year uh, it's i don't know you know like i said that team in 19 was so good and to have the players Around from that team that knew that if they stuck around, they committed to uh, to the process that, that something would be in it for them. They're really excited. They've earned it. They deserve it. Um, you know, we've got a couple guys. Our captain is actually from the DFW area, so he's gonna have a lot of friends and family there tomorrow. So it's special. It's special. You know, I mean, we're not we're not unique in thinking that- this is a special season and thinking it's that way doesn't guarantee you the results or anything. So we're just kind of trying to enjoy it, you
0: know? No, absolutely. And, uh, all I can say is that, you know, when you're going through this heartland conference, the way Tulsa has, I mean, <laughs> OKC 1889 demise, Dallas city, Arkansas yep. wolves, rain, FK. Um, this is a conference that you have to say that these guys, they're looking to knock your heads off. And I'm not trying to be, you know, mean or anything like that, but the truth is, professionally and, you know, concentrating on the pitch for 90 full minutes, they're looking to knock you off. They're looking to knock you down off your perch. They want to, you know, rub it in your face and everything. And Tulsa, I give your guys credit, they came up big, and they had a great season moving into this big playoff run that you guys had.
1: Yeah, well... you know, I think that's a credit to everyone who's around the club. Like, we're not shy about it. Like, our trophy case is larger than the other trophy cases in the conference. And that may sound arrogant, but, you know, we set we set a high standard. And one of the things that we accept is it's like we might as well put a physical we, – we've joked around in the past with our uniform having an actual target on our backs because when you come here to play, you're going to get the best shot from everyone that you play against because, you know, we've earned that. Like, every season when we approach it, we – we do our best to outwork the other clubs and, you know, we've had, we have had some success. We haven't always won it. And teams have, have, you know, the little rocks and Wichita's in the past have, have gotten results and have, have hoisted the championship, but we like to think that we made them earn it and that we were a part of mm-hmm. who they had to go through to get that. So, you know, having that mentality is, is always helpful. And especially for our guys that want to go on and play professionally, it's like every night like that, when you go to the next level, like, you know, there's all. You don't have to have the target on your back. Like you're playing for money. There's guys there that have families and kids. Like you go, out, you have to go out and prove yourself night in and night out. So, one thing I do like about that club is we do have a history of having some success. So, uh, players understand that expectation, and I think that also speaks to the kind of player that we have in because the, the players that do come in thrive off of that, and um, that that's just part of the the makeup of a Tulsa athletic player is knowing the expectation from the front office to the coaching staff to the fans is, you know, you go out on a Sunday or a Saturday, they're expecting the three points and they're always going to be upset um, when we don't, when we, we fall short of that. So they've been brilliant this year and, you know, a testament to them that, you know, there's 92 teams, 92 odd teams in the league and two remain standing. And, you know, it's a testament to the players and the staff and the fans and the front office that, that we're still one of those two teams. Uh, absolutely.
0: Let's go now to this road here through the playoffs, uh, the Heartland Conference semis. That must have been probably the biggest, uh, shall we say, possible heart attack you had to face in the opening playoff match against OKC 1889. You're 2-2 into after regulation, 2-2 after extra time, and then you edge out Oklahoma City with a 5-4 PK victory. What was that like for you to watch your team go to penalties and you're thinking to yourself, oh, my God, are we going to end this early or are we going to go and find a way to edge it and move forward?
1: Uh, yeah, no. so, you know, w- one of the things that we always say is on our crest there's a lion and a unicorn, and the lion is for strength and the unicorn is for that little bit of magic when you need it. So, I mean, it, you left out. Like, it was. we were down 2-1 in the 99th minute of that game, and our 34-year-old father of three – left back soccer dad assistant coach at times team captain rises up to, to equalize and the ref literally blew the whistle after that so I mean there was a bit of the unicorn involved in, in that so um, I think that was important in the sense that we were gone like we were we were eliminated from the playoffs and when we came back from that whereas some teams might have played a little bit tight I think it actually kind of loosened us up a little bit it's like Hey, look! Like, we got through that. Let's just relax and, and play good football. And I think that we, the 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 technical staff, has really, you know, implemented that, and it's been a part of the mantra moving forward. Is it's like, guys, this, this game you can be gone in a second. So while we're here, let's enjoy it. Let's try and force our ideas onto our opponents and look to get results that way. But yeah, it, it was important because, like you said, this is a funny game, but we were mere seconds away from being gone in the first round. And once we were stayed alive, it's, it's it's almost been just kind of like we're in the bonus round now. And while we're here, you know, we want to commit to getting these results. So there
2: you go. Yeah,
0: No, I just, yeah, no, exactly. You you uh, go on the road, defeat the Demise 2-1. You return home. Do De- you defeat Southern States SC 2-1 as well? Um, you win uh, your Heartland Trophy. You win the South Regional trophy and then you go on to defeat Baltimore Christos by a single goal to nil and victory leads you to the final against Denton. Um, I don't know how close you are to Damon at all, I don't know if you have any conversations with him in the past before, you know, you're gonna go and face him for the first time in the final. But what does that mean to you to watch this run from your players and what the coaching staff has done for these players? to get to this final, you know, for you as an owner, what does that mean?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, like, uh, Damon's a friend, like Damon, Damon is a, is a friend and they're there. That team is usually in the South conference. We had, um, because of COVID-19 on the West coast, the lone star conference was moved out West just so that the one conference had to out West had to play a game to get into the national final. So, they actually qualified for the national final by winning the West region when we would usually be, you know, regional, regional semifinal opponents typically. So, um, and I, without a doubt, think that in the course of our two clubs we'll probably play again after tomorrow night. Um, So, you know, we're, we're looking forward to that. When I came in the league in 2013, I was uh, in a way tasked with kind of growing this region. There was, Two Houston teams, a Dallas team, and Tulsa, and you know, three years later we had you know teams in Missouri, team in San Antonio, uh, a team in College Station, a team in Wichita. It just we and we ended up having to divide and become the two conferences. So it's kind of like this reunification game. I mean Denton, we have a team in our conference that's farther away than Denton when we play Dallas City. So. It's going to be great. We're going to be able to travel down, I think, 100, 150 fans, which, you know, when you typically see this level at the MPSL, you're having to travel some team cross-country. So having some traveling support is going to be really unique for the league. And, I mean, what what would it mean? For me, you get to this level, and I think that almost greater than the result. I just want to be able to show the country how tight of a family this organization is. Like, we're going to go out tomorrow, and I'm not going to say anything here that's going to like give me an advantage or Denton an advantage. We're going to go out tomorrow; and the game is going to happen. But for me, what's important for for the club is in the in the marquee game of the league. We're just going to get to show everyone what what kind of family we are, what it means to the players, what it means to the fans, and um, yeah, I'll, hopefully we come out of there with the result. It would be magic. If not, you know, I'll be unbelievably proud of of everything that the club has accomplished this year but you know it's just a it's an opportunity for us to take the family on uh and by the family I just mean the whole club like on, on one more road trip and the most important road trip any club in the NPSL can take and that's the one to the national the national championship game so yeah it's it's a special night um, I kind of try and I don't mean to strip those expectations away because everyone's 100% focused on the result but for me as an owner it's just a special night to be able to be in that game with the people in my life who are the most important to me.
0: Absolutely, and I don't blame you at all. Sonny, good luck. Safe travels to Denton, and good luck to you and your club on uh, Saturday night, and I hope you have a fun time. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for your time, sir.
1: Let's do a follow-up with the trophy. We'll talk soon.
0: Okay. (laughs) Thank you very much. Dale, Sonny Del Sandro, owner of the Tulsa Athletic, as they are on their way to Denton, Texas, to take on the Diablos for the final. And now we're going to go ahead and talk to one of those players from the Denton Diablos. His, this is Mr. Trevor Amon, a forward for Denton, joining me right now. Trevor, good evening, and how are you?
2: Good. How are you?
0: Very well, thank you very much. Trevor, I have to ask you, uh, playing for this club in Denton, Texas, playing for a man like uh, Damon Gokner, how fun is it when you have that man in the stands with the biggest beard, probably not bigger than the ZZ Top guys, but how amazing is it to have an owner like Damon Gochner uh, back you and having fun with you, in those stands while you're performing on the bench.
2: oh it's amazing I mean Damon will go to war with anybody for us he'll do whatever it takes for us to win to put us in a good position to succeed. Um, he's just a good guy to have around and he pushes us to our, our our best and then yeah he's always there for you so yeah he's just a
0: he's a good guy that's great to hear. And he's been a great guy on my show as well. It's always fun to have him on the show to talk about his club. Um, what type of season were you having here with Denton in the regular season? Obviously, um, the club and the conference had to move out of uh, being in somewhere normal, the normal ways of being playing, you know, due to the whole pandemic and everything. What was what it like to represent? Uh, a different region, even though you are facing off against probably almost the same opponents uh, that you normally would face uh, being in the south or the midwest region obviously facing teams like Coyotes, Laredo Heat, Midland Odessa Fort Worth, Irving Haiti and Brownsville
2: um, it's, I think we, we wouldn't look at it any different, it's good to be representing the region that we're representing we're also representing the well, conference while doing that. Um, but, I mean, we just try to play to our best and do what we know how to do, and hopefully we get results. But I wouldn't say our mindset changes from opponent to opponent. We'll play it. We could play anybody in the country, and we'll still have the same mindset and we'll still have our game plan, and, yeah, we'll just do whatever it takes to hopefully get a result. So,
0: And that's fantastic. And you know, I have to ask this: um, when you, the season you had, I mean, how crazy of a season was it for for your side and 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 your teammates? Obviously, like I've already said, there's a lot going on. You got ten matches played. Um, excuse me, I'm looking at the wrong one. I apologize about that. But anyways, I was trying to say, you know, well, I was I was correct. Okay, ten matches played. You only lost once, Uh, you drew one match, but you had eight wins this year, 25 points, Uh, you've scored at least 33 goals, a plus 16 on the differential. Was this a magical season that you felt you and your teammates were having, along with the coaching staff? Did you feel like, hey, we might do something special this season, uh, the way that we're performing, and then you had a great run in the playoffs?
2: Um, I mean, nobody goes into a season expecting to lose, um, but we we just kind of came together as a group and we kind of started to see results and then we kind of started to, pick, to look at the bigger picture and see what we could achieve. And that's when everybody kind of started jumping aboard the, the hype train a little bit and we all started making sure everybody's doing the right stuff and we started putting more commitment into it. Um, and we just started to become like super close as a team, which has all, uh, helped us out a lot. And, uh, the coaching staff and our owners have put us in amazing positions to be able to succeed. So it's been really nice to have that, that team with that kind of mentality and a winning mentality that, um, with the same, with the commitment to win too, because that's a big part of it in my opinion. So, yeah.
0: Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, going forward here,
2: uh, a lot
0: of lopsided victories here. All for Denton, of course. Uh, I mean, you're destroying Fort Worth Vaqueros seven goals to two. Uh, you're edging them as well, uh, five three the Vaqueros, and then of course uh, your only uh, loss of the season against Laredo Heat. But you come back in here, you defeat on a edge in the regular season on FC Brownsville 5-4 and then you're just going on racking up all the victories, all the wins. Can you remember a goal that you scored that really put a frenzy into the the, uh, the Denton Hometown fans when you were playing at home?
2: Um I'd say there's two probably. The third one against Laredo that that I scored. Um that Kind of sealed that victory and made it less stressful at the end of the game for the last few minutes. Um, and then the turnaround against Golden State—I mean, the four goals that we scored that were unanswered were were massive. And everybody was going crazy, and people were loving it. And we had all the momentum. And we we got the fans back into the game, so it was a yeah. I would say those two that kind of kind of meant a lot to everybody here. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I mean, you got to get those fans back into there and uh, go out and perform uh, magical magical stuff with them. The one game that I that I've been looking at your regular season schedule right now. I mean, you know, playing against Irving FC not far away, of course, in uh, Mansfield, Texas. Uh, I mean, so sure you were over in Mansfield, Texas, but obviously, you know, you guys are not far away from Irving, but you know edging them 3-2 that must have been a huge win for you guys battling against uh Irving who has been uh probably as tough as nails just like your club is
2: yeah it was, it was a big win for us we i mean a lot of us here on venture have college teammates on that team so uh it's always a, it's a good rivalry to play against those guys and then to feel that victory for a team that kind of gave us a little bit of trouble during the season um, or kept the games competitive and kept them close. Uh, that game kind of, I wouldn't say it sealed their fate to be out of playoffs, but it kind of helped push it that closer that way to give us the better, a little bit um, less competitive of a run. Um, so it was kind of nice. That game was huge. I mean, we turned it around in the last 10 minutes with two two massive goals. So, And it's a big three points on the road, which is always crucial. So, yeah, it was
0: a good, good game. <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet it was. So let me ask you this. Obviously, Denton is not a big city. It's just a bit of a small town. They have everything in their major square, obviously. It's uh, the center of town. When you walk around town in, in Denton, in the main area, do you get a lot of uh, calls, a lot of uh, hellos? How are you? Oh, my God, there he is, the game-winning goal scorer. you get a
2: lot of those uh, in downtown Denton at all or no? Personally, I've only been downtown one time, so I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really, I don't live in the area, so I don't really stay in the uh-huh. area very much, but I've been down there once, and not I would say the team here is still growing, I mean, we're only in our second year at the club, so we're we're getting people noticing us, but we're not, at, I wouldn't say we're at that level where people, like, everybody knows who you are, kind of deal, so, yeah. But
0: what's it like yeah. when uh, Damon has to put you guys on social media, especially videos on Twitter? I keep seeing him putting all these videos of you guys on Twitter to advertise the, you know, every time you go to Olive Gardens for a victory. What's going on, man?
2: Yeah, it's, we, like to, uh, we just have fun. I mean, we have fun with our team dinners. We're, we're a close group. we, we, um, we enjoy it. I mean get I when Damon puts videos of, of me on Twitter I get people that I haven't seen or talked to in like three years that are commenting. So it's kinda of cool to that I mean, he does that for us. It gives it helps a lot of people see kind of where we're at now that we haven't spoken to, which it's actually kinda of nice to have that that um same mutual respect between old teams and old coaches and old players. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, oh, that's fantastic. Obviously, you get a lot of uh, a lot of press from your own uh, club owner, so that's pretty cool as well. So if I can ask you this: you know, the road that you had, uh, the big road to this playoff run, was amazing to watch. I mean, you had to face some really, really tough uh, opponents. Obviously, Katie, uh, Laredo, and then you move on to defeat Golden State. And then, of course, uh, that big semifinal matchup to get to the NPSL championship match, Cleveland SC. Uh, that one was probably your toughest opponent in the 2021 season. Obviously, they're in a different region of the nation. What was that like to face a club that you rarely play against uh, in a different region of the the NPSL, and then you go out and you just beat them to get to this final.
2: Oh, it's it's an amazing experience. I mean, all credit to Cleveland; they were a great fight. Um, but I keep saying, I've said it all week, that we just we have a team that finds a way to grind games out. We we don't ever quit, and we just keep going until that final whistle blows. And we've been fortunate that we've gotten the results that we have this year. Um, but, yeah, it was unbelievable playing Cleveland. That was a fun game.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, it definitely was, and it's amazing to see what you guys are doing. So let me ask you this. Obviously, this weekend is the final. What has been your feeling? I mean, like you said, you rarely go downtown. But when you are within the city limits of Denton, or at least in the surrounding area of Denton, what has been the feeling or what of the talk have you heard about this championship final being hosted by the club and by everyone that's eager and anxious to get it on and get it
2: going to see what you guys can do? Oh, it's, it's unreal. A lot of people, I've talked to so many people about it, like friends and family from different areas are excited or getting distracted thinking about the game. Everybody's starting to get really excited now that we get to actually play tomorrow. It's even—I can't wait. I'm ready for kickoff already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How tough is it for you? I mean, obviously, it's been like what—a little over a week or a little less than a week—before uh, you get ready to go on Saturday. I mean, what is it? about this opportunity that you and your teammates are going to have, the coaching staff is going to have, to be in a final like this that will be seen all over, obviously streaming-wise, but still people who are fans of the MPSL, they want to see a hell of a match being played between your guys in Denton and the other guys in Tulsa.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd say, I mean, our team is getting excited. For me, personally, it's been weird because this week I usually don't get too excited for games until, like, either the morning of or, like, the day before. But, I mean, the national championship opportunities don't come around every week or every day where most of the time you get to play a game every week or every day. So, um, I mean, I'm I'm not taking this one for granted. I'm excited for we're here. It's going to be fun. I mean, uh, like I said, I can't wait.
0: I know, and I can't wait either. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting. I know that for a fact. And I know we're going to have ourselves a hell of a time tomorrow night, and this will be in the backyard of Denton, Texas. So let me just wish you this, Trevor. Thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Good luck to you and your teammates. I hope you have a good evening. Good luck, and hope to catch you again soon. You take care.
2: Sounds good. Thank you for
0: having me. Thank you for coming on. Once again, ladies and de- ge- excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, Trevor, I'm on the forward for the Denton Diablos as uh, this is going to be a heck of a match. It's going to be a big time. Denton Diablo's hosting Tulsa Athletic. This, my friends, is amazing to have, and I cannot wait to see what will happen here. Uh, Between these two teams. And we're going to continue on tonight. Going to continue on tonight. For my next guest. As we are awaiting for him. To uh, come on the show. And of course. We've already had him on. Two times already. We've talked about him being on the Open Cup. uh, Tournament back in 2020. uh, After the first round draw. Uh, We talked about his. uh, Team shop in. The heart of downtown Denton as we are now awaiting the one and only the man that loves to celebrate and drink out of his championship cups in the conference in the regions. We are just waiting for Mr. Damon Gochner to come on over and have some fun. And we're going to talk to him next on the show as this, my friends, this is the NPSL Soccer Show on the For Fire American Soccer Show as we get ready to talk to him and have some fun. That's right. We're going to have some fun, and we're going to have a lot to discuss here because I know one thing is for sure. The man is pumped. The man is excited. The man is ready to go, and he's joining me right now, the one and only Damon Boeckner. Damon, it's great to have you back on. Go ahead and tell the folks how excited
3: you are, sir. Woo, let's go, baby. Let's go. Denton, Texas, 24 hours from now is going to be rocking and rolling, and we can't wait, man. We can't wait. We are super pumped. We are humbled, honored, excited, thrilled, uh, and just eager to, uh, to, to place our stamp on the NPSL. Absolutely. What does it mean to have a season like this, especially to,
0: you know, getting this championship final in the backyard of Denton, Texas, and going on to take on Tulsa?
3: I mean, it's a a culmination of just a lot of years of hard work and dreams. Even though it's only our second year as a club, it feels like so much longer living through a pandemic and starting the club in 2018. So only our second season, but it it really, Daniel, it feels like a a, a validation that all those long nights, all those 6 a.m. training sessions, All those uh, extra capital calls to the ownership group uh, are definitely paying off and definitely, you know, all the decisions we made, both large and small, are seemingly validated and justified. And, and, you know, it's it's just very, very rewarding. So, like I said, man, the whole city is extremely excited. We've been at the stadium all day getting ready, getting tents put up and getting our VIP area and just really trying to make this crown jewel look like it's uh, polished up and ready to shine for the fine folks coming to see us tomorrow night. Absolutely,
0: and I cannot wait to watch it, streaming it live, of course. You can watch this match through the MPSL website as well. Mike Cujo, I believe, is going to be also uh, broadcasting this as well. You know, Damon, yes, uh, you know, talk, talking with you and, you know, seeing you on social media, not just advertising the club, but the players, yourself. You're pouring too much celebration into those championship cups you've already accumulated.
2: <laughs> but You never know if that's going to be the
3: last one to get, you know. You, you never – you got to – we <laughs> talk about it all the time. You got to celebrate every small victory because it could be your last.
1: That's very true. That's very true. And I got to say,
0: to see you happy, to see you, how happy you have been with this club that you've owned for these two years, like you've said, it must really be rewarding to see the fruits of your labor really glowing uh, for yourself and for your family and for the entire town of Denton, Texas.
3: You know, the um, yeah, I get emotional. I get real emotional because it does mean a lot. And, and the hard work is, is more than most people probably realize what goes into it. But the the thing that um, that makes me most proud and makes me most happy is to see the joy and to see the uh, absolute elation on the faces of our, of our players because nobody realizes how hard they work and nobody realizes, you know, the sacrifices they make and they give up their summer. And a lot of these guys are, are collegiate players or are uh, coaches and, it's not a small sacrifice to come in and punch the clock four days a week, train at 6 a.m., you know, miss out on vacation with your mates and your buddies uh, and and really chase a dream. But to see the joy on their faces, to see the joy and the feeling of contentment and satisfaction and of uh, accomplishment on our coach Ramon Raya's face, to see the joy on my family's face, my son, uh, anybody that knows me knows that we've walked a, a really difficult path the last 18 to 24 months as a family. And so uh, to, to be in this moment now, Daniel, I talk about it all the time that happiness in life is one of those that it's really hard to recognize in a moment that you are truly happy and content and that you have found joy. And that's a really difficult thing to do. And I can't tell you how many times this summer I've looked around to people that I hold really near and dear to my heart and told them, number one, I love you. But number two, I am just so happy in this moment. I'm so happy with this endeavor and I'm so proud. And I'm just so thrilled that everything we've dreamed about uh, is coming to fruition. And, and, you know, yes, we celebrate every one of those regional championships, Lone Star Conference championships, you know, Chisholm Trail, Classico Belts. Anytime we lift a cup, we absolutely celebrate. But my guys are uh, are not done celebrating, and they don't want to be done celebrating. And they, they know that the biggest water bath and the biggest uh, – the biggest uh, champagne toast and champagne explosion is still yet to happen. And all the trophies we've won are great, but we would put them into the smelter in a minute uh, if it means that we've got a chance to to take home tomorrow's trophy.
0: Yeah, I was just talking to Trevor Amin before you came on, and, you know, ten matches in, you've only lost once, you've only drawn, drawn one match, you've won eight. Did you have a funny feeling this
3: would be a special season, or you're just riding the wave? You know, that's a great question, Daniel. We knew that we were lucky as a club that when everybody else stopped in 2020 through the pandemic, we were able to pivot and do some really unique things. And we we thought we hedged some bets and and we we cheated time a little bit and that we were able to, you know, that a lot of other people just couldn't touch a ball and couldn't do anything organized. And we didn't just play one season in the summer, but we played two seasons with our summer and our winter season. Um, And so coming out of that, when we started to put this roster together last spring, we knew that we were going to have talent. And I knew that Ramon Raya, in my humble opinion, is absolutely the most overqualified and the the absolute just uh, class of the NPSL. And the man has more skins on the wall and is coached in so many bigger games than the one he's going to face tomorrow. that I really did feel like we had a, a truly special opportunity before us. But that being said, you know, I, I take nothing away from the teams that we face. The Midland Soccers are an absolutely class organization that every year contends for championships. The Laredo Heat do the same, exact same. They've won the USL or, uh, 2 or the PDL when it was there. Midland played in the NPSL finals, I believe, in 2016 or 2017. So just getting out of our conference, I knew we were going to have a really, really tough slate. So to be in, in all frankness, when we got to the end of the regular season and we're eight one and one, we uh, we definitely felt like we could be confident with that record and that we. And then in in uh, in all candor, once Golden State was an absolutely terrific team, and we knew we were going to have you know everything we wanted in our hands, totally full with the task at hand with, uh, facing those guys. So as we started to. To stack up the wins and the KD opening uh, semifinal win for the Lone Star Conference, we won 7-1, to one, or excuse me, 7 to nothing maybe. Uh, and then the next game we beat Laredo 3-1. to one. Wow, okay, we, we're feeling confident. And then we came back from Golden State 2 nothing down and won 4 2 Okay, this feels like a special group of individuals that – you know, at, at this level, Daniel, everybody's going to have talent. Everybody's going to have kids that are skilled, that have played the game at a high level, that are ready to work, that are fit. We talk all the time, uh, both in my household and in our locker room, about grit and about determination and about just wanting things more than the guy across from you. And uh, I get uh, emotional huh? talking about these guys because they're just so gritty <laughs> and they're just so, they're just so tough.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you at all. I mean, you've got all these kids. You're, you're developing these kids. You're putting them in situations where they're battling it out every 90 minutes. They're going out there. They're performing. And I was about to ask you that that road in the playoffs. I mean, that opening match against Katie. The, I call it the 7-up. The Red Bulls did it first against New York City FC. They call it the Red Wedding. So we'll call this the Red and Black Wedding for Denton.
3: I love but it. Were I love all...
2: it. <laughs>
0: were were you a little nervous that after that seven 0 thrashing on Katie that you might have a hard time against Laredo or having your kids refocusing on the next match or you just felt no 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 we're gonna be ready for the next
3: match. You're not gonna lose this. Boy, you sure you know, you, you sure do hope that you didn't use up all your goals in the playoff allotment in the first game, right? Um we've had a couple games where we put up some big numbers and scored four or five goals. So I knew, we, and we all knew, there were some games we felt like we only put up three or four and it could have been seven or eight. So we, we know we can score goals in bunches. Um, but to your point, no, I was, I was hopeful that we would take the confidence uh, of, a, of a very good win and that we would use that in the right way and that we would prepare ourselves and we would get ready and we would come out and face Laredo um, which we knew was good. It's the only team, you know, I talk to the Shashi Rishbani and, and their ownership group all the time. They're a great organization. We respect the crap out of them and uh, our goal is for the Laredo Heat to be the only team that beats the Denton Diablos this season uh, and they sent me that message through our, our, our conference message system the other day which I thought was really nice of them but yes, we knew that while we, we you know, we, we definitely took care of business against Katie. that every time the whistle blows in the playoffs and the game is done, just about that quickly you have to put whatever you've done behind you because the next game and the next whistle and the next team does not care at all what you've accomplished up to this point. Everybody wants to win and move to the next stage. Or the next meal at Olive Garden, right? No. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Our unofficial team
0: pregame meal spot. You're absolutely right. I can't help it. You're advertising the damn thing. I see no, it. I know, all the time, Look, I know, I,
3: man. I'm, I'm hoping they're going to finally catch on and give us a little bit of love for it and throw us some dollars for it. But um, no, it's a good deal. They always take care of us. I've literally taken my team or my son's team. I've taken Diablo's teams of one shape or another to Olive Gardens across this country from the Midwest to the West to the Southeast. Uh, right here in our home state, and every time they never let us down. So I know, listen, I know there's people all over the Northeast that are just cringing at the thought of Olive Garden being a pregame meal, but you try to feed 22 guys on the road affordably and quickly and healthily, it's not an easy task sometimes. So we are super thankful about Olive Garden. And, hey, listen, as much as anybody wants to argue, the proof is in the pudding. We eat Olive Garden as a pregame meal, and we come out and put goals in the back of the net. So, we're not going to change a good thing until it's, until it's broken.
0: So I wanted to ask you this. For the, for the final match before you get to the championship game, you're facing a team in Cleveland SC. What is it like for you to face an opponent you've never faced in your entire life and you edge them 4-3 to go to this championship final? Did you feel a little uneasiness before the match? Or did you feel, you know, I have confidence in my players, I have confidence in my coaching staff, I believe they're going to do the job that I know they'll be able to do?
3: That's a great question. Number one, Cleveland's super special. Um, you know, life is very funny on how it works out. I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and have a lot of family in Cleveland, so just the story of going home, and I haven't been back to Cleveland in 15 years since my grandmother passed away, so it was a very oh. cathartic trip without a semifinal to be played. That being said, you know, I'll go back. It, it starts with our captain, Owen Warren. I don't know if you got a chance. Owen comes on, I believe, in just a little bit, but Owen's an absolute class mm-hmm. individual, and he's, he's played in big games, uh, and these boys you know to 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 our backup goalkeeper to the to the 18th man on the roster that didn't get a minute last game at all everybody understands that this is a very very special opportunity and national championships at any level in any sport in any regard any division are not easy to come by on our truly special opportunities so yes the difficulty in preparing for an opponent that we've never faced uh you know a I'm I'm forever grateful and I'll I'll say that you know uh, Minneapolis city, the, the coaching staff, Matt up there and everybody else, Dan, they're great up they 's It's a great organization. And so they were nice enough to share some of the notes and some of the things that they had from their, from their, uh, I guess it was the Midwest regional, uh, that they had lost mm-hmm. to, to Cleveland. Uh, and then, you know, thank goodness for the power of video. So there's, there's plenty of video and we joke about it all the time that, you know, you don't have to play anybody anymore to, to be able to, to understand who they are and how they play, thanks to the power of, you know, uh, Mike Cujo or 11 Sports Now or wherever these teams stream their game. But, listen, we knew that they had multiple players that made the Midwest Conference, uh, all, or the Midwest region starting 11. We knew that their keeper had been announced as the goalkeeper of the year. So we knew. And then Cleveland played for and, I believe, won the NPSL in either 2016 or 2017. So this is not an organization that's unaccustomed to success. But all those things being said, uh, I had a conversation with some some, uh, some other people in soccer media prior to the game, and they kept talking to me about, man, this team's good, and they knocked, off, they knocked off Milwaukee Torrent, which was ranked real high, and they knocked off Minneapolis City that was ranked real high, and both of those were quality wins, and I take nothing away from them for those. Um, but at the end of the day, to your point, uh, I have a ton of confidence in my guys, and I know in my heart that if they come out and play that the way that, that they can, are capable of playing, and if they execute and trust the game plan and the, and the strategy that Ramon Raya has laid out, that it's going to be very difficult for any team to really cause us issues and to beat us. Um, the, the, the loss that we took at Laredo, again, I take nothing away from Laredo. They scored some great goals that game, but we absolutely didn't feel like we played our best or even close to our best. So on the way there, we felt confident when we got there, we felt confident. When we walked into the stadium for our pregame warm up, we felt confident. And there was an, there was an air and an energy about the team, not a, not an, not an egotistical, you know, uh, overconfidence, but just a quiet readiness that, you know what, there's, this is special and we're not there yet. And if we just keep taking things one step at a time, one game at a time, one meeting at a time, one meal at a time, one training at a time, that we're going to look up when it's all over and we're going to accomplish something. And I I say it all the time, but we have a chance to make history.
0: Damon, good luck on Saturday night, and hopefully uh, Denton will be celebrating all the way into the early morning hours. You have a good night, and I'll talk to you again soon, my friend.
3: Can't wait. Thanks so much, buddy.
0: Thank you. Take care. Damon Golkner, owner of the Denton Diablos, as they're going to get ready to host... Once again, Tulsa Athletic, and another one of uh, Damon's players joining us now tonight. Uh, He is the center back and captain of the Denton Diablos, and this is uh, Owen Werner uh, joining me tonight. Owen, good evening, and how are you? I
4: am good, thank you. How are you doing?
0: Doing very well. So that was your owner. What tell us how amazing is he, this man who owns this club. I'm assuming he always has an opportunity to talk to the players. He always uh, excuse me, obviously talks to his coaching staff. But when you talk to, to Damon Gok, how excited or how much adrenaline does he put into your system before and after every single match?
4: Yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, I can speak mm-hmm. from previous experience at clubs I've played with it beforehand, and you know, not every owner is made of the same stuff that he is. And you know, his passion and you know how much he cares for the club, how much he cares for the people that you know work for the club. Um, you know, it rubs off on the players, and you know, it bodes well for the rest of the, the rest of the staff and players.
0: No, it really does. And every time I've had him on my show. Uh, it's like non-stop energy, and I love listening to him. I love uh, when I talk to him and uh, everything going on with him. It's just been amazing. Uh, where are you originally from, if you don't mind me asking? I'm from
4: Dublin, Ireland.
0: Okay. So can you compare Damon to someone back home uh, about uh, football or at least to uh, have football conversations with? Who, do you, who would you compare him to? And family counts as well, you know.
4: Yeah, no, look, I I think, um, you know, I've been in the country for for 20 months now, January 2020 I arrived and um, since I've moved here, Damon's probably the closest thing I've had to, you know, a father after being away from home and it's, my relationship with him goes well beyond, you know, the soccer side of things and, and the club side of things and it's great, you know, when you're able to count on somebody with his character and his experience and, you know, someone that just wants to help you and look out for people
0: Mm hmm So if I can ask you this – excuse me for one second. I'm sorry about that. Um, If I can ask you, what was it like to be a part of a club like this that is on such a – I wouldn't say demanding, but I would say on a big high, uh, almost going completely undefeated. Uh, You had a loss. You had a draw, but – including the playoffs, I would say 12 wins, a draw and a loss to you, how special of a season is that in your mind and you have an opportunity to win possibly the biggest cup in the league
4: Yeah, look, it's it's fantastic and it's, you know, it's a testament to the hard work that everybody's put in, you know, off the field, on the field um, this goes actually way back to I, I would say September, October when Ramon came in and you know, kind of planted the seeds and the foundations for our success now, and, um, you know, some of us were involved in in the Roja League over the winter, which was, you know, a good warm-up and kind of indication of some of us to get used to Ramon and his ideas, and then once you integrated the college guys in earlier on in the summer, um, you know, the values and and stuff were were already in place, and they could seamlessly, you know, just just enter the camp and, and kind of do what exactly they've done, and just show their talents and their abilities, and we've kind of created that that culture and that environment within the club and within the team and that kind of siege mentality that you know it's about us. And um, I think that's you know and like and their confidence has grown as the tournament's gone on. So you know I'm not surprised that we've we've reached the goal that we have.
0: If I can ask you this, what type of manager is Ram- is Ramon Rea? Um He must really put in a lot of hard work to get you guys ready to go for the game plan training and for match day
4: yeah look he's he's demanding um but but in the best way possible you know because i think he he understands the talent and he understands the opportunity that we have here um but you don't get anything with talent alone and he, he ensures that you know we need to have the right mentality and we need to work harder than the opposition and you know, it doesn't matter what position you play; that you're expected to pull your weight and work hard <coughs> for the team. And I think, you know, he sets he sets the tone for us um, in terms of his work rate. In terms of, you know, he leaves nothing to chance off the field. That I'd be surprised if there's a there's a harder working coach um, across the country at this level um, that puts in the hours that he does. You know, so we're extremely grateful for the work that he puts into us, and hopefully we've repaid him some.
0: When you watch your, your teammates perform on the pitch, obviously, you know, you're on that back line. You're the captain. I know you're barking yeah. orders all over the, all over the pitch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm assuming you've had a couple of free kick moments or at least corners to head in a couple of balls here and there into the back of the net. But when you watch the talent that's in front of you to bury balls into the back of the net, what does that say to you about the level of quality that these kids have or your teammates have, whether they come from Denton or from the surrounding towns of Denton to be a part of this club?
4: Look, it, it's huge, and especially as you come to the latter stages of the competition, you know, it's um, it's small percentages and small margins that determine who wins and who loses. And, you know, at the moment, our attacking players have hit form at the perfect time. Um, not saying they had a slow start to the year, but... You know, the form that they're in at the moment, I think, would would strike fear into anybody. And, you know, when you play further back on the field, you just kind of think to yourself, if, if we can create the opportunities and, and keep enough goals out at our end, then, you know, we've got the players that are going to take those chances when they arise.
1: Yeah, I agree with you
0: there, and they're obviously uh, ready for the task at hand. In your mind, yeah. so far, and you've only been here for a couple. Like you said, you've, you've only been here for like what, like a little over a year or something like that. <clears throat> About a year and a half. In yeah. your mind, year and a half, yes. If I can ask you this, because obviously I like to ask this question because I like to ask it from um, you know an outsider's perspective, obviously. If you were able, obviously you were probably watching the CONCACAF Gold Cup with what the United States men's national team did. Of course, these were not the players that played in Europe, except probably a couple of few, like Matthew Hoppe for Schalke in the Bundesliga, um, Nicholas Gionacci, who probably I believe plays in Italy, but um, when you see the talent in the United States, and the majority of the talent of that roster that played in this past Gold Cup was mostly from Major League Soccer, but... For your experience now, watching MLS players, playing with players from the NPSL, what would you say to your friends back in Ireland or whoever would like to talk to you, whether they come from you know, England or Scotland or even the neighboring countries of UEFA, what would you say to them about American players right now because you are playing with them?
4: Look, I I think the perception, you know, with uh, with American players in, in Europe anyway, is that they're always extremely athletic and extremely fit. But you know, some of the some of the technical ability of the, of the boys on our team and you know ones that we've played against and stuff like that, I I, pro- I probably don't think they get enough credit for that. You know, American players as a whole. So you know, that's something that I've relayed back to people back home that um, you know I believe that there's players here that have outstanding technical ability. Um, I think the tactical side of the game, the coaching, is improving here all the time, and I think that's what's going to bridge the gap between the US and maybe some of the some of the bigger soccer nations around the world.
0: And that's and you heard that, ladies and gentlemen. This is a stamp of approval from my guest yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, I always yeah. like to ask because. You know, look, you you can't ignore what goes on in Europe. You know, the best players in the world are over there. We all know that. Everyone wants to be in England. Everyone wants to be in Europe. Everyone wants to go there to become the best of the best. And, you know, look, I would like to believe that one day our American players are going to be at that level. And so far, they have reached that level. More needs to happen. I always say this because there's always room for improvement. But... So far, the level is there. But I want to get back to uh, your club, obviously. What's it like to play in a small town in the big state of Texas? And can you compare that with any of the small towns in Ireland or any small towns you visited back in Europe before you came over here to the States?
4: You know, I I think it's... Probably uh, a little bit difficult to compare it with another town, but what I can definitely say is I've played with you know one or two clubs that um, are very similar, um, as the Diablos in terms of you know strong ownership behind um, you know a, a good fan base within the town and the city, and you know a real opportunity for something special to develop here. And, you know I fully believe that, and going back eighteen months now, when I when I first met Damon and um, you know, my, my first experience with the club, I've I seen that, um and that was big for me when looking at some of the other clubs around the DSW area, and um, that's what made the Diablos stand out, was, you know, the vision, um, the potential for for a huge club and a big fan base, and um, I feel like, you know, it's heading in the direction, and it's, you know, it's, it's moving probably quicker than, you know, even Damon and some people associated with the club probably anticipated, but, you know, that's a good problem to have, and Long
0: may I mm-hmm. No, I agree with you there. And also to ask you, when you're facing these other teams inside Texas, like Fort Worth Pecos, Irving FC, Katy 1895, and of course Laredo Heat, and the other clubs that are outside, like Coyotes, Brownsville, Midland, Odessa, you know what can you say to your friends back home when you're facing these big time clubs in the NPSL and they give you a run for your money?
4: Yeah, look, I, I think that's that's put us in good stead at this stage of the, the competition is the fact that, you know, the Longstar Conference is, you know, from what I've been led to believe, is one of the more competitive in the nation. And, um, you know, there's probably only been one or two games that we've won really comfortable. Um, you know, in, in our conference, every other game we were tested and we were challenged. And, you know, I think that's, that's helped us, you know, correct mistakes maybe early on because we've been punished for certain things in games and because we've played against good opposition. So I think, you know, the fact that we have such a competitive conference and that there's so many good sides within within Texas that, you know, it's helped us, um, helped us to go on this journey and be successful so far.
0: So now you're getting ready for the big final tomorrow night uh, against Tulsa. What are you expecting? What do you are you believing is going to happen, and what do you think the game plan is to stop Tulsa from taking that big championship uh, title away from you guys?
4: Look, I think the big thing that uh, that we've learned this year is that we've we've always respected the opposition that we've played and, and realize that they've got this quality in every team that we play against. But we we firmly believe that the quality that we have in this locker room is you know is unmatched and. You know, I think that we have to have to carry that confidence into tom- tomorrow. You know, we're we're in a championship final for a reason, um, but so are they. And you know, we, yes, we want to, you know, stop them from playing and stop them from impacting the game. But I think it's it's more important that we implement our our game plan and our style. And you know, we're the home team, so we need to be the team that shows the initiative and takes the game to them. And you know, we've got off the the fast starts in our last three or four games now I believe you know so I hope I hope it will be the same again tomorrow Um, you know and we can take it from there then
0: All right, and don't forget there's not a party like an Olive Garden party when Denton does something (laughs) big (laughs) absolutely Uh, Owen thank you very much for your time good luck tomorrow night and uh, let's see what happens thank you so much for joining me
4: I appreciate that thank you very much
0: You're welcome. Have a good evening. Owen Warren, captain and the center back of the Denton Diablos. And now we're going to finish it off with a member of the front office from Tulsa uh, Athletic. Uh, This gentleman is the uh, general manager of Tulsa Athletic, who is uh, in the ear of Sonny Del Sandro. And this is Mr. Daniel DeVore. Daniel, good evening and welcome to
5: the show. Yeah, well, unfortunately I am in the ear of Sonny. <laughs>
0: so what you're saying is you got to get the eardrums, huh? Got save your eardrums, yeah, is that what know, it is? It, <laughs>
5: it it is what it is, you know uh, I, I didn't get a chance to catch his interview earlier, so zero idea what he talked about, but I'm glad you guys having us on here tonight. I really appreciate it and uh I hope everybody out there tomorrow is excited for a fantastic national championship match.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think we're going to have a fun time tomorrow night. Now, I have to ask you this. As general manager of the club, you know, do you get the sense of when you want to bring a player over, or at least when you talk to those uh, managing the kids in the academy, uh, you know, building this roster, uh, making sure that everything is going smoothly, do you get a sense? whether it be before the season, which is a, my, my guess, of course, or during the season, the way things go in the regular season, do you have a sense of, we have something magical that could happen here or do you just ride the wave and see how the results go?
5: You know, it's it, with our club, especially. And, uh, and I've, I've, I've said it a, a few times in our other interviews is like, we knew we had something special in 2019, um, we knew and we feel like, hey, we were kind of maybe that second best team actually in the in the nation. And then when we played Miami FC, we were like, okay, these guys are really good. And then we kept on building on that. We were – last year we had that team. We were like, okay, we got these guys together, this core group that build on what we had that success in 2019 and find these other pieces to bring in there to do it and then when COVID hit we're like well this sucks we just lost a year of these great core group but we've been lucky enough to have those guys buy in this year and come back and like now we're finally finding that success from it and then I think it's been sold on to the other guys that have came in as well it's like okay this is legit we see what's going on and they understand it's like and when I talk to players early on I was like our goal going into this year is the national championship. You're coming in here to bring home this cup. Uh, Anything else will be a disappointment and they bought in and that's that it's, it's been great to see. We've had some results earlier in the year that weren't exactly what we thought and we were kind of disappointed on that, but at the end of the year, we finally started to see that gel, and that's what you need to do in the NPSL season. You need to make sure you're jailing at the right time, and that's kind of what we're seeing this year. That must have been tough to watch, uh,
0: the demise winning the regular season of the Heartland Conference Division. Uh, they went undefeated. You, unfortunately, had one loss on your record in the regular season, but you found a way in the playoffs – to basically outlast the demise, and here you are yeah. in the final against Denton. I mean, is that a testament to the coaching staff of your club going forward and putting in the work to get to where you want to be right now?
5: And you know, it's an MPSL season. You have kind of like a you have your tears. You have your first part of the season. You don't have all your players. And for especially this year with the college season, how it went up against the end of the kind of like right into our regular season. We had a few guys that weren't able to be there for our key games early on. And we, and we, we dropped points that hurt us in certain times when you didn't have your full roster. Uh, but as the end of the year went, we were building on and you finally started seeing those guys gel together and playing as a unit. That's why, I talked to Sonny, we were mid-year, we're like, okay, this is kind of disappointing. We've dropped some points to teams that, you know, weren't on our caliber. We're playing down to that level. But then at the end of the year, we're like, okay, we're, we're responding. We're looking good. And I don't think there's any teams out there, even if we didn't win our, our, our conference, that I felt like, okay, I still think I'm confident that we can match up against any team in the league and still have that chance to win. So, that's that's what really drove us to getting to this point. So, that's, you know, it wasn't a, that big of a deal that we dropped those points. It, it's, the big deal for us is like, okay, in this league, I've always judged it to, like, college football. And is every week matters. When you get those points, you need to get the points. Because at the end of the day, it's about where you have to travel in the playoffs. And points per game and the NPSL is such a huge deal that you don't want to travel. So we had to travel to Baltimore last week, but we got it done. And then we got lucky enough. It's like, okay, this is awesome that we can go down here close to Denton. So it's all kind of worked out perfect for us. Oh, it really has.
0: I mean, after the loss uh, from Oklahoma City, 1889, the, last, yep. the next two to three games, you're facing twice Dallas City FC with the demise in the middle yeah. obviously and that was a draw but you had two excuse me <coughs> excuse me you had two 7-0 victories at McKinney and back home in Tulsa against Dallas yeah. City FC. How in the hell did you pull off two 7-up matches?
5: Well, you know, Dallas City this year they were kind of reloading with a bunch of youth the guys Uh, In the past, they've kind of had some guys in Dallas that were kind of like veteran players, and this year they kind of went with a younger. So their side wasn't as strong as you normally see. But like so, when we played earlier in the year, we were playing some of your tougher teams. Like when we played Oklahoma City, we didn't have some of our college guys because they were on on trips, so we didn't have our full roster. So dropping that game was extremely disappointing because we didn't feel like it, but you saw when we went to Oklahoma city, when we finally had that roster, we were able to kind of rebound and get that result that we expected to get. But I mean, when even you look at that Oklahoma city playoff game in Tulsa, if fans haven't had the opportunity, it's still out there on the 11 sports app. That was a fantastic match to go back to watch. If you really want to watch a very enjoyable match.
0: Yeah, it really was. If I can ask you this, Levi Coleman, what made you interested in having him come to the club? And at the same time, what was it from him that basically Sonny gave you the green light to bring him over? Well, I mean,
5: Levi's been the heart and soul of this club from day one. He's been a guy that was our leading goal scorer as a player. Um he came in in 2013 and started playing for us. He had a great resume and being a Tulsa guy himself and just he's he's the definition of the heart and soul of what this club means to us. And uh, the fact that we were able to this year, he's kind of been building that coaching resume before our season. Uh, our previous coach has now moved on to being a coach at Oral Roberts uh, University in Tulsa. And if you're a coach for Royal Roberts, uh, you can't use those college players. So we're like, well, now it's an opportunity to bring these guys back that we need. So he kind of had to step to the side, and he couldn't be that coach anymore. And that was a great opportunity for Levi to step in. He's done a fantastic job, Um, super proud. The fact that he was able to win the NPSL National Coach of the Year is a great honor. I mean – Levi himself has been through a very tough year, losing his father uh, earlier in the year. And to be able to rebound, it's it's been great to see. And I'm just super excited to see the success that he's had.
0: And that's wonderful to hear. I'm very sorry about his loss of his father as well. Hopefully he'll be okay. But, I mean, so far, uh, uh,
5: you're – Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to say that they, I know they have a new award that was just released uh, from the NPSL for a player from Cleveland. I, I don't remember his name, but it was great to see the Dwight Coleman uh, Community Award winner. That was great to see for the league to honor uh, his uh, death, but it was great to see. And I mean, it's fantastic uh, the job that Levi's done this year.
0: Mhm it really, It really has so far. I want to ask you a question about the playoff run. When this match is at one one in regulation, two, two after extra time, and you go to penalty kicks, what is that feeling like for a general manager, and do you feel like you' you're questioning yourself? Did I do the right thing? Did I bring in the right players? Did I do justice, not just for that, for Levi, but for Sonny as well? I mean, what was going through your mind in the opening playoff match against Oklahoma City,
5: 1889? Well, I don't have Bryson Reed at goal, so I have no worries at all. <laughs> Our goalkeeper is uh So, there's, uh, you know, it, it, it was one of those games that, uh, unfortunately, we just got countered on, and, you know, it just happens. We kinda of, I thought we played better the whole the whole time. But, you know, those things happen. But when you get to that point you gotta have faith and, you know, our goalkeeper Bryson Reed, I I'll be honest with you, I the man is talented enough that I think he could start on any MLS team in this country and uh have that ability and I hope when people watch tomorrow night when they see when he's out there uh, he he makes those plays that are are just. I mean, there's other there's other people in our conference that know what he's able to do and he's able to control it. And it's I've had former goalkeepers in the league, and it's uh, I have a good friend that played for FC Wichita. If there's people out there, Mark Ware, he would he 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 would be the first one to say, like, wow, you guys have somebody special between uh, between the nets, and it's. Bryson Reed is definitely that guy that we are definitely extremely lucky enough to have because he can be that difference maker.
0: That's amazing to hear. And we'll see what happens in this final coming up uh, tomorrow night. So if I can ask you this, Because I want to talk about Sonny for a second. We all know how passionate he is about this club. We all know how passionate he is about the sport and how he wants the sport to really shine in in the United States. Do you ever ask him, can we do a promotional thing with the restaurants?
5: Like, with the restaurants? I don't know. I mean... Yeah! With a, Tulsa, a,
0: a Tulsa Athletic Night or something.
5: I don't know. I'm only throwing it out well, there because I just want to know what the heck's going on. <laughs> well, do you – I don't know for the – I mean, your listeners, you do know that we use the restaurant as our locker room be, before the games, right? What? This is something maybe – before our matches, our, our our home locker room is his restaurant. That's how this club oh, works no. so, but for the for the last couple of years, we've used his room, uh, his restaurant, as our personal home locker room before our boys walk down to our park. That's luckily been enough to be close enough uh, to the uh, facility to uh, host our games. That uh, we use the restaurant as the changing area and pregame. Uh, so to use a promotion, I don't know. I mean, we. Luckily for us, our home bar that we go to is literally 20 yards away from the restaurant, so it works out perfect for us. (laughs) So the The, pregame meal is (laughs) at the restaurant? Yes. And the locker room is at the
0: restaurant. Okay. No, I'm only messing around. Don't worry. But uh, I
5: wouldn't put it back, but
0: that's okay.
5: Well, I mean, this club, you know, I don't know what, Sonny, I didn't get the chance to listen to. This club, as to best describe our club, I mean, this has been a thing that we've been building since 2013. I, gotcha. as a GM, started out as the head of the supporter group. Not, not, Actually, not even the head of the supporter group. We had two great guys that started our supporter group. I was able to join in as that part of it, like kind of an outsider. We did the tailgates and all that. And a lot of the people around the country have like, Oh, we're we got the ownership of our groups. This club honestly is one of the only clubs in this country that is actually supporter ran. We've we I was the the biggest supporter for the club and then finally it's like, Oh, we don't have a GM anymore. So now we gotta step up and have somebody from our supporter group take over and that's the opportunity that I was given. It's like, Well, Sonny, you know what? I will do it and our whole group has started taking over it. I know that's really hard like not I don't think there's any other club in this country that has had the success that we have had of having just volunteers and people that love so much of this club being able to like drive the success that we've had.
0: Yeah. I don't blame you guys at all, and that sounds like it's a lot of fun, and it sounds like you guys are doing a bang-up job running this Tulsa Athletic side. And all I can really say is, is that this is going to be a hell of a final. Uh, good luck to your side t- tomorrow night, and uh, and hopefully uh, we'll see if more magic will happen to finish off 2021. But, Daniel, exactly. thank you for your time. Yep. Daniel, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you coming on.
5: It's going to be a great time, and I just hope everybody tomorrow tunes in to 11 Sports. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, a fantastic match. Uh, Never know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be high scoring, honestly, in my opinion. So it's going to be a good time. So appreciate you having me on, and uh, go toss it till I die, baby. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well good luck to that And have a good evening And talk to you again soon hopefully You have a good evening Daniel And take care Have a good one That is Daniel DeVore The general manager of Tulsa Athletic As we get ready for the big final In the NPSL regular season playoffs And everything This is going to be amazing Once again Denton Diablos Taking on Tulsa Athletic This will be a fabulous championship final. And head on over to the NPSL website, and you can watch it there live, or head over to mycujo.com to watch it live as well, the live streaming uh, match tomorrow night over in Denton, Texas. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. I personally cannot wait. So I want to thank my guests. Tonight, coming on the show, Sonny Del Sandro, Tulsa Athletic owner. Also, Trevor Amon, the forward of the Diablos. Damon Gokner, owner of the Diablos. <clears throat> Owen Weiren, uh center back and captain for the Di- Denton Diablos. And just coming on the air, just came off, Daniel DeVore, the general manager of Tulsa Athletic. This is going to be a fun one tomorrow night. This is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you for joining me tonight for the National Premier Soccer League show here on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. We're going to have more shows on the NPSL. We'll let you know and just be aware of when and uh, when it's going to be on and everything else. But once again, those are the guests that were on. Thank you once again to Sonny D'Alessandro, Trevor Amon, Damon Gochner, uh, <clears throat> Owen Warren, and Daniel DeVore. Once again, I'd like to thank the league for, as always, allowing me to talk about their clubs on this show and uh, for their own show as well. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you for joining me tonight. Talk to you guys on the regular Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show this coming Monday night as we will talk about the Gold Cup team that beat Mexico and we'll talk about the U.S. women's national team winning bronze uh, in the Olympics this past Olympic Games. Probably not over yet, but for this women's football it is. So once again, thank you very much for listening to me tonight. I hope you have a good evening. Take care. So long. Bye-bye for now. Once again, the National Premier Soccer League show here on the Scenes Fire American Soccer Show. Have a good night. Take care. So long. Bye-bye for now. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody.